Work, believe it or not, is a biblical directive. Good morning, Christian America. I know this isn't usually the type of subject we we talk about here on the podcast, but friends, it's Labor Day, and we want to wish you a happy Labor Day. And we want to talk about the biblical directive of work. Believe it or not, there's plenty of references to work, and there's plenty direction by God to work for us to take part in what he has for us, what he has planned for us from the very beginning. So let's get into scripture today, right here on this Labor Day, briefly today, good morning, Christian America. All right, and good morning, Christian America. Eddie here is always rep the Christian American revitalization effort where we seek friends we seek to revitalize the christian faith because it needs to be revitalized we need to remember the common sense truths the biblical truths the um the the truth of jesus the 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 life of jesus the way that jesus lived so that we can live we do that in a few ways the first and primary ways we get into scripture we get into scripture and we seek God's hand in it. We seek what he has to tell each one of us. And if we all read the same piece of uh, scripture, we will probably all take something slightly different away from it. Something that means something to you. And that's a good thing. God speaks to everyone at all levels. He finds you where you are and he speaks to you. We just have to be open enough Uh, to listen to him. We have to be humble enough to follow his guidance. And we have to be inquisitive enough to look for him in the first place. And so today's Labor Day. So first and foremost, we want to say happy Labor Day to all the workers out there. Labor Day is a, it's, it's important in the fact that it recognizes those who work for a living recognizes those who take on the task of doing something meaningful for themselves, for their families, for their community. If no one worked, then nothing would get done. If nothing would get done, we'd have anarchy. It's interesting, isn't it, when we think about the just the idea of work. If people were not working, what would happen? I just kind of briefly described it would go to anarchy because it, 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 just, it just might but why is that? Why is it so important to work? And we want to get into scripture today to explain a little bit of what I'm talking about here. And so uh, all the way back from the beginning, when God created man, if you read Genesis 1, it gives a, a quick synopsis of what God was thinking about when he, when he made man. He said to make man in his image. Uh, and then it kind of briefly describes about how he made them male and female. And he made man and one. But in, in Genesis 2, it gives us a, a little bit more uh, explanation on exactly why the creation of man is important. And it, it goes into a little bit more detail. And something stands out, among, to me anyway, amongst Genesis 2. And if you have your Bible close to you, I'd ask you to turn to Genesis 2, and I'm going to pull it up for you guys. 
Okay, in, in, in Genesis 2, in, chapter, in verse 15, it says that the Lord God then took man and settled him in the Garden of Eden. Right? This is just when he, right after he makes man. He's made man for a reason. And so he makes man who, who we know as Adam. And, he, and God puts him in the garden. Why does God put him in the garden? Well, we could pontificate on that, or we could continue to read the passage. Right? What, what Scripture says is that God put Adam in the garden of Eden to cultivate it. Some translation say to work it. Some translation say to, to care for it. This translation says to cultivate, but you can say cultivate or work is, a, is another word that's commonly used here. To cultivate it and to care for it. Pretty simple. God creates man for a purpose. What is his purpose? The purpose is to put him in the garden, to cultivate and, and care for it. Right? Pretty simple. We have a biblical directive as humanity to work to cultivate to care for not just anything but the things that God for us the things that God has set aside specifically for you he has a plan for you Paul in Ephesians 2, 2, 9 and 10. Paul says that we are created, we are God's handiwork. That we're created in advance for the works that he would have for us. That he's created us to do things. And that those things, if we do them, if we seek them out, if we, if we participate in this directive, that these things would make us better. Paul also talks about in the Corinthians, in uh, I believe chapter uh, 11 of first letter to the Corinthians, about the different charisms, the different gifts of the Holy Spirit. You don't have to be some well-educated theologian to know that each person individually has gifts that they've been born with. Some people have the gift of height, some people have the gift of strength. Some people have the gift of speed. Some people have the gift of intellect. Some people have the gift of the ability to speak well. Some people are quick-witted. Some people are funny. Some people have uh, a talent of getting people together and working as a team. Some people have a talent of being able to be left alone and do great things. Some people... I mean, we, we could go on for days, right? These gifts are nothing that those people um, had any part in. Those gifts are gifts from God. It's what we do with those gifts that sets us apart, that, may, that helps us achieve whatever we're going to achieve or not achieve what we were always supposed to. And so work is important in the fact that, you know, I believe that when we are 
doing the work that God has set for us, that we become in alignment with God. God has a plan for you and God has a plan for me and God has a plan for each and every person on this earth. And that plan has a roadmap, right? You, you just don't automatically get to where God wants you. It takes time. It's a journey. It's a process. From the time that you're young to you're uh, 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 a young adult to you're a little bit older, even until your old age, right? God has a plan for you. And then when we recognize, when we first have to seek this out, and sometimes we don't seek it out, sometimes God puts it in front of us so that we can't miss it. But when he, when he finally places you where you're supposed to be and you're, and you're accepting that role, when you recognize that you have a talent that was inherent to you, that was gifted to you, you have been placed in a position in a time where you have the opportunity to use that talent, to use the, that skill that God gave you in a manner which is good, and I mean that in the moral sense. Uh, I mean that in the objective sense. When you get a chance to use that gift and in a way that is good, in a way that benefits your family, in a way that benefits your community, in a way that benefits humanity, there's a change that occurs. There's a feeling that comes over you. I pray that you have felt this at some point in your life. And if you have not, I pray that you will feel this at some point in your life. Because it's that feeling where you feel good in the morning to wake up. You feel good in the, in, in, on your way to work or on your way to do this thing that God has called you to do, that he has put on your heart, that he has placed you in the garden to cultivate what he's given you. To care for what he's given you from the very beginning. From the very beginning, we're supposed to be working. And that's what we celebrate here today. We celebrate the worker. We celebrate the working family. We celebrate the men and the women who wake up every day and they make a living. And they do so for the betterment of themselves, the betterment of their family, the betterment of their community, the betterment of society. We have a biblical directive to work. Even Jesus talks about this. And he talks about this in a way about not wasting the talent that God has given you. And he does so in the, in the parable of the talents. I'm going to pull the parable of the talents up. And I'm going to read it to you because it's, it's an important parable. And I don't like it when prosperity gospel folks turn to this passage as a as a justification for only seeing worldly goods however jesus does give us this parable and there is a lesson to be learned as all of jesus's lessons let me pull this up for you the parable of the talents this is in matthew 25 uh, matthew the, the gospel of matthew chapter 25 starting at verse 14 and Jesus is talking to his disciples. He says, it will be as when a man who is going on a journey called his servants and entrusted his possessions to them. To one he gave five talents, to another two, and to a third one, each according to his ability. This is the master knowing the ability of the person and the people that he's talking to, the, the gifts that he's given. 
each according to their ability. Which means he gave their three servants, he gave one of the servants five talents, he gave one of the servants three talents, and he gave one of the servants one talent. And we shouldn't be, if you look across the world, if you look across society, if you look across your community, you recognize people who have been gifted with more talents. That's God saying, according to your ability, you can do these things. Right? You're going to be entrusted with these things. We shouldn't jealous. We shouldn't let the, the prince of darkness and this green-eyed monster seep in when other people have talents that we don't have. We should bless them. We should praise them. We should encourage them to use those talents. But that's another talk. He said, then he went away and immediately the one who received five talents went and traded them and made another five. Likewise, the one who received two received another two. The man who received one went off and dug a hole in the ground to bury his master's money. After a long time, the master of those servants came back and settled accounts with them. The one who received five talents came forward, bringing an additional five. He said, master... You gave me five talents. See, I have made five more. His master said, and this is important, friends. Well done, my good and faithful servant. Since you were faithful with small matters, I will give you great responsibilities. Come share your master's joy. Then the one who had received two talents came forward and said, Master, you gave me two talents. See, I have made two more. And master said, well done, my good and faithful servant. Since you were faithful with small matters, I will give you great responsibilities. Come share your master's joy. Then the one who received one talent came forward and said, Master, I knew you were a demanding person, harvesting where you did not plant and gathering where you did not scatter. So out of fear, I went off and I buried your talent in the ground. Here it is back. His master said to him, reply, and this is important, friends. You wicked and lazy servant. So you knew I harvest where I did not plant and I gather where I did not scatter. Should you not have put my money in the bank so that I could have it back with interest on my return? Now then, take the talent from him and give it to the one with ten. For to everyone who has, more will be given and he will grow rich. But from the one who has not, even what he has will be taken away. And throw this useless servant into darkness outside where there will be wailing and grinding of teeth. That's a pretty harsh um, result for that last servant. Okay, but when we're, when we're talking about work, we're talking about the biblical directive to work. We just explained how in Genesis 1, God makes man to put in the garden to work, to cultivate, to care for God's work got to care for God's possession, what he has planned for you, what he has intended for you to work towards it. The parable of talents that Jesus brings to us today. Again, I don't want to get on the prosperity aspect of, of, the, of this parable. I want to get on the work aspect of this parable that you have a talent. You have been gifted a talent by God. You have a directive to use that talent in a good manner, a manner which benefits yourself, but not only yourself. It benefits your family. It benefits your community. It benefits your society. It benefits your country. That is, that is true goodness out of the works out of the works of your own hands or minds, um, 
that you can benefit humanity, that you can benefit your brother and sister to your left and to your right, that you can benefit those around you, that you can create things that helps people. That's God's intention for you, for the talent that he's given you. And when you do these things, God is pleased because Jesus shows in, in the parable of the talents that when you use your talents wisely and you do it not for yourself, those those servants never kept, and this is my problem with the prosperity, uh, you know, uh, gospel, and they use this 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 parable so much. Not a single one of those workers actually kept those th- that money. They never actually kept that talent. What they did is they took the master's money, they took the master's talent, the talent that the masters gave them. They go out and they do great things with it. They multiply what they've been given and they come back and they give it to the master. They give it to God. They didn't keep it for themselves. They didn't buy riches with it. They came back and they dropped it at the foot of God. The one who took five, who was given five, and made five, he gave it back to his master. The one who was given three, he was uh, he, he went out there, he made three more, and he gave it to God. It's the one who took his talent and did nothing with it. He squandered it. He just buried it. He did nothing good with it. He is thrown into the darkness where there will be wailing and grinding of teeth. When you do not work, all the studies show, all the social science shows that when you do not work, you go through a series of internal problems. You develop emotional problems. You develop psychological problems. You develop, if left long enough, unemployed long enough, you develop physical problems. All the data shows this. When you're fired, when people are fired from their jobs or they can't find work, they have self-esteem issues. We have self-confidence issues. People turn towards despair. That despair left long enough leads to depression. A feeling of worthlessness. A feeling of helplessness. That depression can lead to escapism. Escapism through alcohol. Escapism through drugs. Escapism through pornography. Escapism through adultery if you're married. Escapism through a whole host of negative things. That's the darkness that that Jesus talks about, that the master sends the, 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 the servant who would not work, who did not work. He sends them into the darkness. Someone who is depressed, someone who is in despair, someone who is escaping through drugs and alcohol and, and, and pornography and adultery. That's darkness. That is them being thrown into the darkness. And if left unchecked, left out there long enough, we get into real dark mental places that lead into physical ramifications. Physical dependency on alcohol, physical dependency on drugs, suicidal ideations, and maybe even acts and attempts of suicide. We see this in people who are out of employment a long time. 
We see this, in our, sadly, in our veteran community. Far too often when they have a purpose, when they have a mission, when they've been, they've been put on, on, the, on the road doing the things that, that God had planned for them in the service, with a mission, with camaraderie, with brother and sisterhood, all in one unity, all fighting for a cause and a purpose. And then those veterans get out into the world. They leave the service and they get out into the world where they don't have this. They don't have that structure. They don't have that, that, that common sense of purpose. They don't have, they don't, they've, been, they've been taken out of the place that God put them to work and care for and to someplace else. And they can't find work. Sadly, many people leave, live, live homeless. They live in despair. Suicides amongst the veteran community is at all-time highs today. This is a direct outgrowth, I believe, of the lack of work. So today is Labor Day. It's a day off. Enjoy the day off. Give God thanks for your day off. Recognize the work that your neighbor puts in each and every day. Recognize the effort that it takes to get up in the morning, to get dressed, to get the kids ready for school, to get into the car or the train or the bus and get into the world, get into the workforce in order to make a living for those whom you care for, whom God has placed you there to work, to cultivate, to care for. We have a biblical directive to work and to work for the good, to work for what God has created us for. Not just for money, not just for nice things, not just to, to be important, to actually make a difference in people's lives to actually serve God if you get value from messages like this if you if if hopefully you receive some sort of inspiration some sort of education some sort of information through the through this video through videos like this through this content through this Christian American community through this Christian American revitalization effort and if you do we ask not for donations but we ask for participation you can participate by sharing this on your social media profile you can participate by by sharing this link by subscribing to this YouTube channel by subscribing to this Rumble channel so that we can spread the message of God hopefully hopefully you're able to get a, a, a message of God that may be a little bit different than what you're used to. Maybe it's a little bit more intellectual. Uh, maybe it's a little bit more uh, grounded in the realities of the world that we live in today than you're used to. Uh, if that is the case and, and you enjoy this, again, we don't ask for anything other than you to subscribe to this Rumble channel, to this YouTube channel, to this podcast, or share this on your social media platform. And with that, ladies and gentlemen, until Friday, you guys stay on fire for Christ. Stay blessed. Good morning, Christian America.